Where's that dust coming from? Still finding debris after vacuuming? Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has 8,000 PA of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets. And it's totally hands-free. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y.com and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Welcome back to the Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast. Bright and early for the Women's World Championships Road Race Preview. A pretty stacked start list. Odds that seem to think there's one solo rider that can win and then one other country that has a chance and no one having much else i think a little bit differently it starts in loch lamond rather than edinburgh uh and goes to glasgow with the same circuit as the men's race the start is yeah a little bit rolly for 30ks then they do crow road the same as in the men's race 5ks at four and a half percent before coming down into that circuit which is yes very hilly Super technical, 50 corners a lap, Montrose Street, punchy climbs. You know, there's, there's climbs with 12% <laughs> pinches. We saw it. The handling is important. How does this length compare, Benji? How does this compare to a Liège, a, uh, maybe a Belgian classic like Duas Door or Amstel Gold Race that we saw earlier in the year in the women's calendar? I actually find it really hard to compare because you said it, the climbs on this parkour are the same ones we saw in the men's world championships. And if we didn't take a look at the length of the climbs, uh, we're talking about 30 seconds, roughly, for the average length of these climbs in the circuit itself. And if we didn't look at what an Amstel looks like, we're talking about longer than 30 seconds, 800 meters, 900 meters a kilometer, stuff like that for every single one of these climbs. And 1.3 kilometers there. But I do feel like it, compares more towards an Amstel kind of hill than it does compare to uh, a Liège kind of hill, for example. And if we take a look at, it's also hard to compare with actual cobble classics, but there are cobble classics that really fit the description of this length as well in there. But I think it's something different. It's really an attrition race, uh, an attrition race where we'll, we will see that the circuit will do damage every single time we arrive on the circuit. And we looked at the parkour before as a a scaled-up version of a CX race. So many corners, roughly 50 corners in this circuit, and that allows riders with acceleration to benefit, riders that can position well, that have the technique to position well. The acceleration will then come in handy again on the hills itself. There's consecutive hills every single few kilometers in that circuit. There's one of those hills, and then I'm looking at the status, and I'm like, ooh, are there actually like CX riders that are really good? On the start list, there are some on the start list that have good skills in CX and so forth, but how will that compare to the riders that aren't CX riders? For example, how does a Kopecky who's done a lot of CX compare to a Volring who's done less CX in her life, you know? So comparing at those riders and or so Dargis, forth. And, who's yeah. ridden around the track. Yeah, exactly. That's one of the uh, extremer examples that you brought up and... I'm really wondering then, like, are we going to see a major difference there compared to how the men's race played out? In the men's race, the, the play out of the race was relatively straightforward. Eh? Attrition, group became smaller, smaller, smaller due to attacks. It became smaller, smaller, smaller. And we ended up, the final attack, creating a small group where Van der Poel rode off from. That's that. Yeah. If we take a look at last year's edition of the women's race, it was kind of similar to that, but there was only 
if I recall, one hill or two hills every single circuit. We had Mount Pleasant, main, yeah, for the example. main Mount Pleasant one was the main one. Exactly, but that did play out like a bit of an attrition race, didn't it? Because the group became smaller and smaller. Yeah. The likes of the sprinters dropped off every single time, and towards the end of the race, we had Annemiek van Vleuten with her broken elbow, fractured elbow, whatever it was, fly back to the group, and then eventually fly past them on the right side, and gone she was in the final. That was an epic final. Let's hope it's as epic this year. But I kind of feel like in this race, in the women's edition this year, that I lean as well, unlike the men's race, unlike what happened last year, to an option of a, an actual group getting away, or do you actually believe that it will come down to the strongest rider winning in the end? I think, uh, what's the finish? It's flat, the actual finish. I don't know, last year, as you said, there was all those games and then AVV came back and, you know, that group, Kopecky came second in the end and Persico yep. third, Lippert fourth. Those are three characters we'll see here again. And I'm thinking about, you know, someone like Nivea Doma or Lippert or Persico, they don't want to go to the finish with, with Kopecky. So I do think there will be, there's so many places to attack. I, I think... Yeah. I think the strongest rider will win, and that doesn't mean the best watts. That also means handling and, and all that as well, because, yeah, tomorrow there's rain forecasted, starting 50% chance at 4 o'clock, 80% chance at 5 o'clock. So the final, even if it only does come at 5 o'clock, I still think that'll be one and a half laps of, of rain affected, um, and that makes a big difference. We know there's riders better in the rain. Like, Lippert is just, her rain buff is insane. Um, <laughs> same with, I think, Nivea Doma. And there's riders with weaker handling. There's riders with just, you know, standard handling, one would say. But yeah. I think, yeah, it's... Kopecky, her team, let's start with her. She's the race favourite. Mm -hmm. She's $2.50 in the betting. Vollering is actually very tight behind at three seventy five. the second favourite. That must be due mainly to... Her having the strongest team in the race, in theory, with Vibas actually her teammate, the third favorite at seven fifty. I don't see that. AVV fourth favorite nine dollars. Voss fifth favorite seventeen dollars. That they're the basically that's then Belgian Benji. I've read out a Belgian favorite and then four Dutch riders. Yeah, I think this Dutch team is not as good as it looks on Ooh, paper. That's an interesting one. I feel like. Let's start a discussion with the Belgian team for a second. Then we can go over to the Dutch team yeah. and compare. We've got, for Belgium, Lotte Kopecky as the leader, which is the obvious one. And then a support squad of the likes of Julie de Wilde, who's a solid classics rider with a sprint, but not necessarily the rider that I see making the final selection here. Marte Trein was, was pretty important in that breakaway where Yara Kastela and her teammate ended up winning the stage in the Tour de France Femme and was in the final breakaway in the in the Paris-Roubaix farm as well, but I also look at this program saying, okay, she will not make it until the final either. Justine Riquier was the rider that won La Vuelta, no, um, Valenciana, I think, at the start of the season, just ahead of Molman, and that's a strong, relatively strong climber as well. She went for QM that race and ended up winning the actual overall GC, so pretty congrats for that. But I'm also like, oh, the accelerations every single time. I feel like she's also not going to end up in the final group. Julie van der Velde was really strong as well in the Tour de France. So I'm attacking together with Yara Kastelen. But I'm also like, oh, she might not make the final group here as well. So the entire story of this, this team, Marte Gossens, Sonnekamp as well, is 
they can actually relatively support Kopecky. I feel like the situation of the Belgian team is better than three years ago, as in we have more support now, but I don't think that support will last until the final. So we're always going to have a Kopecky isolated in the final. And the question then is, what can Kopecky do against the Dutch team? Should she attack early? Should she wait? Should she play defensive? And I'll let you go to the Dutch team for a second and then we can discuss it. Yeah, so there, in theory, there's the SD Works block, then there's, you know, Van Vlerden on her own, and yeah, that's right. And uh, wow, that team is really, really strong. <laughs> they have Breedevold, Van Anroy, Archeest, and Marcus as domestiques. So whilst there has been, and this, this pops up in the Olympics because you don't have eight riders, they have eight riders on that team. Uh, I think they do they get an extra one because AVV won last year. Um, yeah. In Olympics, you only have four. And then if you take four superstars, then you have the problems of Tokyo. But with Bredevold, Van Anroy, Adachais, and Marcus, you'd think at least three of them would just be dedicated to closing everything down and riding everything back. But as I said, like Voss, she didn't look like her best self in the Tour de France fam, Avec Swift, I don't think. Um, and then Vibers. Oh, sorry, Van Vleuten. She wasn't as dominant dominant in the one-day races earlier this year. In fact, she it's not like she was just the second best. You know, she yeah. was she got dropped by Longa Borghini. She got dropped by or in Flesh, for example. She got gapped properly by Lippert and, and Riolini and and Garcia. And so yeah, she's just not been as good in the one-day races earlier in the year. And then in the Giordana, she was great. And then the Tour de France fam, she got she got cooked really badly on uh Tourmalade, which doesn't really, it's not that relevant to this race, but it just shows that she's not in her, maybe her best ever shape. She didn't do the TT, and um, so I don't think she's as peak Van Vleuten. Vibers is the, is the one I'm, because Philipson, I thought, oh, the men's race will be too hard, but mm -hmm. Vibers has been so good, and she's, she's improved different. so much that maybe with her handling, maybe this isn't too hard for her. I still think it probably is, but... Maybe she, she does have a chance. I also feel like it's on the edge for her. I feel like it's on the edge, but I think she might be in the deciding split. But then if a Kopecky goes from the final group, then I don't think Wibbers will be able to follow. Then I think it's down to a Volring. And if I look at the steam, and if I look at what came out in, I think, NOS the other day, NOS is like Dutch newspaper. They said that Volring is the uh, ultimate leader of the team because Van Vleuten has said that she doesn't think this parkour fits her, which... I think with all these accelerations and so forth, and based on what we've seen this season, doesn't necessarily surprise me. But that does mean Van Vleuten can't still win from like a move from far out and so forth. So it's not factually impossible that Van Vleuten gets something out of this. It's still Annemiek Van Vleuten we're talking about. But I do think the others in the, in, in the Dutch team have more of a chance as in a Volring, as in a Wibbers and so forth. And I think it's probably a good idea to have Volring as the, as the leader of this team because she, she is the... She's the best female cyclist of the year so far, together with Kopecky. It's, uh, I'd argue Volering is slightly above, based on success this year. Oh, I think quite a bit above. Um, she, yeah, yeah, but I'm Belgium, a... so I had to make it close. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't this have been the best ever course for Marianne Vos? Yeah. Like, eight-time cyclocross world champion, including last year. Punchy. It's just the form. Her form has just not looked as good this yep. year, so it's hard to say. But it is, we saw a cyclocrosser win the men's race. This is, I think, 
actually a better course for her than Volering because the, the hills aren't that hard. They're not that hard. Like Volering in, in the one day races earlier this year, Liège, she gets her separation on a five minute climb. Yeah. Fleshy wins on a two and a half minute 11% wall. Amstel, even the Kauberg, how long is the Kauberg? It's harder than any of these climbs. Yeah. Uh, so it's. But she still destroyed everybody. But yeah, they're punchy climbs, and so it's not a guarantee. But then she still won Dwarves Door of Landra, which, you know, 300 meters at 4%, 400 meters at 6%. So she can also go away. And what should the Netherlands strategy be, Benji, then? If they got, I think just protecting Volering is not the play. Uh, yep. Do they create, they use the domestiques to thin out the group? And then have maybe you know four right, excuse me, four riders in a group of twelve, and then play numbers. I think that would be that would be how I would approach it because Kapeki's going to be isolated with probably multiple laps to go. I think so as well, and I also would like to put in the potential wildcard of Shirin van Androoy because van Androoy is a CX rider. She's good True. at these accelerations. She's good at these hills after each other. So I wonder if she couldn't be like. A, like a free roll that kind of is domesticing for the team by going early and therefore creating situations that are favorable for the Netherlands because she can win from a group ahead, unlike what I believe from uh, Rihanna Marcus, for example, because then I'm more looking at a rider that is more living off the, the tempo of it, the, the engine that she has instead of the acceleration that she has. And I think Fernando is a wild card for that. The rest of the team, I do agree. Maybe it's. Maybe you're looking at Bredewald at Marcus at Adegist. Adegist first, I think. Bredewald then, and then Marcus maybe as the three riders that really try and make it hard to make the group smaller, like you say. And I also agree with making it harder and then play play numbers to make sure Kopecki's on the on the back foot because Kopecki's a favorite here. Let's let's be clear about it. they need to get rid of Kopecki because if they don't get rid of Kopecki, they're losing this race. Yeah, but, no, no one can go to the finish with her. No one should probably even go to the last lap with her if you can avoid it. Exactly. But then you're looking at other countries, for example, and I'm like, who does the Netherlands want to send someone with? For example, if they go early with, I don't know, let's say Van Vleuten or something, or Van Androoy, or, or even a Wibbers, whatever. If they go early, who are they comfortable doing that with? And to be honest, the majority of the competition. Like, if I'm... Van Android, and I'm comfortable with the majority of the competition, but like, who are the other teams that you're saying are also dangerous for the Netherlands before we can say, oh, they should really focus on doing that? Because it's important to know what the other riders are, right? I think Germany, with Niedermeyer, Bauenfeind, both in great shape, uh, supporting Liana Lippert, who will be their out-and-out leader. They've also got Francisca Koch, Romy Kasper, Linda Reidman. So I, I think they have a great team, Germany, and they have a real a rider with a realistic chance to really win this race. And actually, I'd be, you know, there's two riders who I think will podium this race, or at least the odds are just not reflecting it. Like, I think if it's raining on this punchy circuit, Lippert and Niviadoma, I would be surprised if they didn't top three, especially Lippert. I think Lippert top three is like, I would be shocked if she doesn't top three. With rain, with this circuit, okay. I'd be shocked. Um and, yeah. and so I really think she has a good chance. And but as you said, Benji, like Bowen find small rider with uh, with a Dutch 
with Van Vleuten, you'll take that. Or at least Shabby, you'll take that. Or Manly, um, or Amanda Spratt, or, or Chapman. That, that's all. Pretty much anyone that's not Lippert, not maybe Persico, even yeah. Cassia you can go with because she can't really sprint that well. So yeah, but it's she a might drop very you, short list. Pardon? She might drop you, though. Yeah, the yeah, climbs not, are, yeah. I, w- I would stop working if the gap got too big. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's, that's the problem for Capecchi is that I also think, you know, I've just read out Germany, I'll go to Italy, not confirmed. This is, again, they're the only team pretty much not confirmed, which on PCS, at least maybe, at least maybe it's not their fault. Um, their leader is Persico, one would think. Yeah. Uh, Balsamo, I don't see surviving this course in her current shape, nor Guazzini. Uh, Paladin should be pretty good, actually. Uh, she, you know, she's come fourth in Liège. She's, I think Paladin should be one of their best riders for this course, yeah. fifth in Amstel. She's a serious rider for this. Uh, so the, they're the two, Paladin and Persico. And yeah, they've got to be getting in moves. They've got to be getting active. And if, if anyone's jumping from, let's say, Switzerland, Germany, Australia, France, and putting Kopecky under pressure, you got to go with it and yeah. have one of those two in there. I think so as well. And you said Persico there, and I really think that she's one of those riders that she's not been the most consistent this year. we got to put that on the table. That's a true fact. She's been a bit inconsistent. Her Girodon was better than her Tour de France Somme, for example. But if she can find that good form again, if she can really deliver at that step, then she will be competitive on this parkour, even a potential victory-like competitive. And she also has a sprint day. She's not the kind of rider that is just weak at the finish line or a caller winning this year. The Brabant Sapel, for example, from a, a group with the likes of Volring and Lippert at the finish line. And that's also a parkour, like you you mentioned, that is relatively uh, similar. We got we to gotta use relatively a lot because it's not all the same on when it comes to the hills, these parkours. But looking at those kind of riders... Persico and so forth, that feels like a, a straightforward strategy. That that team in Italy, for example, sending a paladin with the likes of Van Androy, stuff like that. And towards the end of the race, you've got Persico trying to follow the Volrings and the Kopeckis of the world, stuff like that. But, and hopefully get rid of Kopecky somehow, which, big if. Um, but then yeah, you have what like, what, what, what yeah. we've seen from this course, though, Yeah, it is fucking hard to chase. And so if she doesn't have anybody to chase and all those five, say, let's five, six major countries are represented, yeah. it's, you know. Game over. Uh, yeah, well, not, maybe not initially, but if you, do it, <laughs> if you repeat that situation multiple times, it's difficult for her. And, you, yeah, yeah, you have to make it as difficult as possible for her. I mean, maybe we're overthinking it a little bit because what we have seen, well, no, it's different in stage races where it's flat, there's a punchy climb, and she just goes away from everybody. Yeah. If I was her, I'd probably, I'd be trying to go super early. I'd just go yeah. aggressive. And if I was Gepecky, like third lap, three laps to go, four laps to go, I'd just start whacking it. And you might, you might have Lippet work with you. You might have Nuviodoma work with you for yeah. a medal. So She has to. She has she, to be proactive. The reason that Gepecky needs to be proactive is simple. If she doesn't, she's going to end up in a situation where she's isolated with so many individuals from other countries, three from Italy, four from the Netherlands, five from the Netherlands maybe, uh, a few from other countries, and those riders will roll attacks on her. And 
then she needs to decide whether she responds on every single one. And yes, there's going to be some occasions where maybe a Nivia Dola or Lippert closes down a Dutch attack for Kopecky and she's like, oof, I'm glad I didn't have to close that myself. But the majority of the ones might end up on her plate to close. So that's why you kind of want to anticipate those moves by attacking yourself and hoping that you create a group that has less riders represented per country. And that way you make it more even across the board, more isolated riders in your group, which really favors Kopecky then. Because then it's, you're, she's trying to get it women versus women, like one versus one. And I think that would be the most viable strategy. The, the other thing, for example, like we haven't spoken about the Roysters, the Christina Schweinbergers of the, of the world. I, I'm actually pretty bullish on Schweinberger. I think she will top 10 this range. I think she can yeah. subtly hit in the top five as well. Roysters well, are not in that Hed bullish Hed on Hed or something. Uh, I don't remember, but I, I recall her getting fat in the sprint behind Lippert and Kopecky on the on the Tour de France Femme finish. Uh, stage two? Stage three? Something like that? That's what yeah. I remember, at least. She got a decent sprint. As you said, she could, she could like, Kristoff this, you know? From group <laughs> two and, and come maybe even better. Like, she just came third in the World Champs TT. Um, is it... But, yeah. Is it bad that we haven't mentioned Blanca Vaj knowing that she is a CX rider on this parkour? Uh, she's just not looked as good as, as she promised a couple of years ago for whatever reason, injuries or... So it's there's no reason from her road results to say that she'll suddenly be, you know, competitive for a top five in this race. I hope she could be, but um, she just hasn't shown that on the road recently. I'll try speedruns through some of these other teams. Uh, for Spain, they've got Santesteban, Alonso, Gutierrez, Sarah Martin, Garcia... Probably Mavi Garcia is their leader, but you know she struggles. She has the most watts on that team, but she struggles with her handling. Denmark, Diedrichsen, Ludwig Norsgaard. Norsgaard's an interesting one. I think mm -hmm. she did a quite a good TT. Oh, no, she didn't. I lied. But she she was... I think her, her technical handling's quite good. We'll mm -hmm. see. I'll be interested to see how Norsgaard goes on this course. Ludwig also, you know, she, she was in that front group in last year's race. Don't count her out. She also has a, a pretty good punch on her, Ludwig. She's ridden away from people on a punch. France, uh, Bianic, Coponi, Cordon Rigaud, Kerbowell, who won the white jersey at the Tour de France Femme, and Labou. Labou also, you know, she'll probably top 10, but she can't really sprint. So uh, it's tough to see her even coming top three. Australia, Brown, Chapman, Hansen, Manley, Roseman, Gannon, Roy, Spratt. They got to be getting riders in the early breakaway, Australia, um, and seeing if they can go deep into the race like Manley. In that early break, if she's allowed in, she uh, she could go. And Britain, Dignan, Georgie, Henderson, Holden, Shackley, Steels. I'm not sure who's the leader. Probably co-leader between Georgie and Henderson. Um, any thoughts on those teams? I speed run, Benji. You spot. I've got a thought on the early breakaway because you did mention yes. early breakaway. We've seen a few times this year that in the trade teams formations that early breakaways have been a weakness towards SD works. The early break I wonder if that will be a, a weakness to the likes of Netherlands and, and Belgium as well, because Belgium doesn't necessarily have the riders to close it down. There's no radio communication here, and we've seen that sometimes yeah. that's a bit of a weakness to the Good Dutch point. team in the Olympics. So that's but a viable even on thing them? as well. Isn't it more likely that sort of shit happens here because the Dutch team don't have the race favorite here for once? And so th they're even more likely to be like, we're not pulling. We're not pulling. And then... Now, I think the Belgium team is, is actually low-key quite good. Um, mm -hmm. It's for, not shit. Oh, I can't say it. Gekira, 
Thruin and Landervelder, they're actually quite good. Uh, yeah. But until they get to the circuit. So, so their job <laughs> has to be those three riders keeping that break under control before yeah. they get to the circuit. And I think they can do a reasonable job of that. But as you said, Benji, I think if you're Britain, you cannot win this race if you're Britain. Probably can't even top three, yeah. unless I'm underrating Georgie, if you just wait for the circuits. Haven't you just got to try and throw Henderson or Steels, who's a good engine, in the breakaway? Or Diagnan? Georgie won't be allowed in, probably Henderson neither. Same with Poland. Like Skjaniak Soika, she just did a... She came seventh in the, in the uh, World Champs ITT. She's not going to be good with all the accelerations. Get her in the breakaway. And the same goes for... I got a real dark horse to win. Um, and top three. Oh, God. And going New, New Zealand. They got Harvey, Wiley, Harris, Fisher, Black, Kadzo. And my pick is Ali Wollaston, actually. Yeah. So she came third in the last sprint of Giradonna. Uh, she won a Luxembourg stage race. She won the Schwalbe Classic. You know, ah, Schwalbe Classic, BS, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's, it's evidence of doing well in a crit circuit. So, and, and she can sprint. And let's be honest, no one knows who she is, probably, from the Netherlands. She got to get in the early break. And mm-hmm. I think it's actually not, not a bad course for her. I don't know what her shape is like, but I think Wollaston... Wilson top three <laughs> is um yeah not bad not bad uh, and also it would definitely Schwe- not be reckon, bad. Do you reckon Schweinberger would be allowed in that early break? Christina Schweinberger, she should try. I, I don't know. I I'm not sure she's gonna risk that. As in spending the energy to do that, just in case it doesn't work out, and then potentially ruining ruining her final. I don't know. There's a famous Austrian she can talk to who knows something That's about true. it. That's true. Anna Kiesenhofer did it. That's for sure. Also in a race without radio communication. So yep. that's an intriguing one. I, I like the idea, but I don't think they'll do it. That's, that's my take on it, at least. And um, I don't know, to be honest, like, what countries have we not talked about? America. America. Diger. Okay. Chloe Diger. Big thing. She ended up winning the... The time trial with a positive split, I think we can argue. She didn't completely explode at the end, but she had a weaker second part and a first part. What I question when it comes to Digard is her ability to do the corners, stay in position, stuff like that, because I can't really judge that very well based on what we've seen from her recently. Because she's got the engine, that's for sure. She's also got a bit of a sprint from her group. She's also a pretty good cyclist. But does she have the technique and the continuous accelerations to be able to stick with every group? And that's what I'm unsure about. And I also think she's the only rider in her team that has a chance of really doing anything. Yeah, Yastrab's okay in Lebecki. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised to see Lebecki actually deep in this race. Um, really? I think, yeah, she's, she's really good in criteriums. I think this is actually a really good course for Lebecki. Now, I'm not saying she's going to win, but I'm saying... I wouldn't be surprised to see a couple of US jerseys with Diget uh, deep into a few of these laps. They got Lauren Stevens, Skylar Schneider, who's also, I think, a crit specialist. Um, and and Yastrab, as I said, you know, she came second in Convey him this year. 
fourth in Brugge de Pana. Is, is a little bit harder than that. Yes, more punchy, but she's also a lead out. So it's not a bad team. But we've, we've now had the men's race. They've done both the TT and the road race. Mm-hmm. And we have evidence that Remco, of anyone that turned up to Glasgow this week, Remco had the highest one hour watts per kilo. And because Poggy's in, he's obviously a bit tired. <laughs> and, and, and smoked Ganna, and bit, not smoked him. He, he beat Ganna when Ganna said he did one of his best ever performances, and I believe him, on a, a pretty much flat course yesterday. And he got cooked in the road race. So winning that TT, even if you have the most watts of everybody, which I do, Dargett proved over 45 minutes, she has the most absolute watts of anybody in women's cycling. It doesn't matter. Cause, and her handling, Benji, it's probably even worse than Remco. And we've seen her with positioning issues in the bunch. Like, she can't really ride in the bunch too well. She, she was struggling in the Vuelta with big, wide roads, crosswind section start, yeah. ooh, ooh, trouble. So this is not a good course for her. And her, her way of winning, she got to go just smash. Like, she, she should see what happened with Remco and be like, well, if I just wait, every lap I'm going to lose energy. Yeah. And she has to just launch super early and, and hope a group forms and she can then, you know, manage it a bit better in a smaller group. That's, but yeah, I don't see it uh, because of the handling issue and the rain and, and all that. Um, but yeah, I think final time for predictions, Benji. How Ooh. do you think the race will play out? Do you think it's, I think if, if there was going to be a disaster class, <laughs> no radios. Netherlands not having the favourite. This circuit where you can't see anybody. You, yeah. you can't see them if they're three seconds or ten seconds. This circuit is really prone to that. I agree. I genuinely agree. And I, I hinted at it at the start that I do believe that that there's a solid chance that the race is won ahead in some shape or form. A group going ahead. Then a chase behind really fucking up in that sense. And a Shirin van Android-type character, for example, uh, a Schweinberger-type character in a group ahead, those type of things. Uh, I like the idea of that. I, I want to see Marta Lock in the early breakaway, for example, to to do stuff like that. And that being said, I'm going to play it safe and I'm going to go for a very basic podium. <laughs> <laughs> so all the shit I've just said, just ignore it. I'm going to go for a very basic podium. I'm still doubtful when it comes to my third spot on the podium. I think I've got silver for... Um, Fuck it, no. Christina Schweinberger gets third. I've got Lippert in second. No, I won't. Lippert in third. Persico second. Kopecky first. Yeah, that's a pretty... I agree with that. So you're, you're, you're with me on the Netherlands are going to fuck up. I just feel like I'm not sure how Volring will get rid of Kopecky. And... Or Lippert. Kopecky doesn't I'm, need to I'm ride with Volring. I'm not she can get rid of Lippert on this, these punches. Lippert's... She yeah. is so good on these. Yeah. Persico is a bit of a gamble, though, for me. Yeah, that one's... Yeah. But, but she came third in the World Champs last year, but she yep. showed a lot more in the Tour de France last year. I'm with you. I'm uh, obviously a little bit more extreme. Not a betting man, um, obviously, but... I'm scared. Pe- people like Elena Sierra, sixth in World Champs yep. last year, punchy rider. Of course, she's isolated, but she gets in a counter move. She gets in the early break. Top three, I think it's possible. Ali Wollaston, as I said, that's a super long shot random one from New Zealand. I uh, think but 
as a dark horse, I do want to throw in Blanca Vaj because I believe that if there's one day this year that she performs, it will be this one. You reckon? Yeah. I hope so, because she's young. I want to see it, but yeah. Um, we don't need to see... Uh, I don't want to see no uh, world champion SD works. They got enough different jerseys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm going Lippet to win. Ooh. I think if it rains, man, if it rains this course, I think Lippet on these on circuits. I think her handling's really good. I like Lippet to win. I, she's my favorite. How does she get rid of Kopecky? Drops her. <laughs> okay. On the punch, uphill, just straight okay. drops her. Because, okay. yeah, in the flat sprint, you're not going to win. <laughs> so, yeah, she has to drop her. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, she, yeah, she's not the betting favorite for a reason because that is an unans- that's a difficult question to answer. Uh, so I'm going, yeah, Lippert, Nuviodoma second, and, um, yeah. Ten years later? Sierra, no. Nah, Sierra third. Ooh, so I like it. Lippet, Nuviroma, Sierra. Completely, yeah. <laughs> so obviously, yeah. I'm, I expect something to happen to Kopecky. Oh, maybe she has a mechanical. <laughs> Jesus Christ. God forbid. Um, I expect something to happen to Kopecky. Sounded well, really evil. Something has to happen for her not to top three. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, that's true. Uh, that's kind of, yeah. But yeah, I really think this could be a... Don't be surprised to see, as we said, we've read out a lot of lot of names, but there's a lot of strong riders here. You know, like there are well, like, the world championships. Well, just uh, Kapeki has been so dominant, but I do think yeah. the, the the level is coming up, and, and there's these names like a Schweinberger who you're like, if you let her in the early break and that gets out of control, she will just win. And and so yeah, I think it's um I can't wait to see it. I think it's gonna be really interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, hopefully for you, Benji, Kapeki wins. It was a good day for Belgium and Australia yesterday. Maybe, yeah, maybe uh, maybe Grace Brown can win and Kapeki can come second tomorrow. I don't but see I, it. I don't think so either, yeah. It's not a good circuit for her. But yeah, I hope you enjoyed uh, the preview of this race. We can't wait to watch it. We've got the men's U23 race uh, today as well. We'll see how that goes and watch that. And then we'll, but we won't be covering that. We'll see you with the recap of the women's road race to round off the World Championships in Glasgow tomorrow. Until then, ciao. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK.